Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, June 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. When children with disabilities get the treatment they need, it can make a big difference. When we started, he was not even saying after two words. Now he's saying so many words, all his colors, counting to 20. Those services are hard to come by in Illinois. A new program in this year's state budget could change that. We'll have that story in just a few minutes. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has denied clemency for a man convicted of killing two guards at the Randolph County Jail. Michael Tysus is slated to be executed this evening. A statement from the governor says Tysus provided written and oral confessions of the murders in 2000. His appeals have focused on a juror who might have been illiterate, being neglected as a child, and that he was 19 at the time of the murders. Tysus would be the third person executed in Missouri this year. The U.S. Department of Defense says U.S. Transportation Command at Scott Air Force Base will be the sole manager of the military's global bulk fuel supply. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Transcom is now responsible for coordinating the movement of any fuel more than 52 gallons. Because the command plans and moves airmen, weapons, and vehicles all across the world for the military, Transcom's leaders say it was a natural fit for the role. Colonel Daniel Mendoza says it's a significant change for Transcom. And when we talk about how do we plan, posture, and execute global bulk fuel operations, uh, this is really a paradigm shift in terms of how we look at that problem set. In the past, another government entity coordinated moving the military's fuel. They would either buy it locally where they needed it or would ship it. And that will largely stay the same. It will just be Transcom's responsibility to plan it. At Scott Air Force Base, I'm Will Bauer. St. Louis Public Radio. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the new Illinois Grocery Initiative will increase food access for underserved areas. The program will be designed to incentivize the creation of new independent grocery stores or cooperatives in rural and urban food deserts. Pritzker says it includes other aspects as well. The Grocery Initiative also provides resources toward purchasing fresh, nutritious food specifically from Illinois growers. Families living in food deserts and those who live with food insecurity will finally get some relief. This year's Illinois state budget calls for $20 million for the program. Illinois is using the remainder of its Volkswagen settlement money to help install more EV charging stations throughout the state. Alex Degman reports. Volkswagen in 2018 settled allegations that it used so-called defeat devices in some of its diesel engines to circumvent environmental rules. Illinois got $108 million from the deal, and the last $12 million of that will pay for 348 light-duty charging ports in spots like gas stations, restaurants, and hotels. They'll be spread throughout the state at 87 locations. The Chicago area will get 34, St. Louis's Metro East region will get 22, and smaller areas like Springfield, Champaign, Rockford, and others will get 31. There'll be DCFC, or Level 3 chargers, which is the fastest available, but Tesla, which uses its own proprietary supercharger network, won't be compatible without an adapter. I'm Alex Dagman. Missouri is receiving nearly $2 million from a national settlement with the maker of an opioid addiction treatment. Attorney General Andrew Bailey says 42 states have reached a roughly $102 million agreement with Indivior. The Virginia-based company is denying any wrongdoing as part of the settlement that ends a lawsuit launched roughly seven years ago. 
The state's accused Indivior of trying to protect its monopoly on the drug Suboxone. The company allegedly switched from tablets to a film around the same time lower-cost generic tablets were poised to hit the market. A trial was set for September. Many farmers, ranchers, and agricultural groups are welcoming the U.S. Supreme Court decision to narrow the scope of the Clean Water Act. The court's 5-4 opinion holds that act now only covers the navigable waters and wetlands with an uninterrupted connection to those water bodies. The Illinois Farm Bureau's Mark Geberts says many farmers and ranchers are glad to see what he calls regulatory overreach reined in. Feedback I've had from them is finally there's some clarity, finally there's a way that we can move forward and again, you know, know how to be in compliance with what the rule is. 26 states had sued the Environmental Protection Agency over those regulations, including Missouri. EPA Administrator Michael Regan calls the court's decision a disappointment and says the agency is now carefully reviewing next steps. The new Illinois state budget includes $250 million for early childhood programs. Some of that will support early intervention services for Illinois' youngest children with disabilities. Peter Medlin reports on why it's so challenging for many families to get the care their children need. A few years ago, Roma Gardner and her baby moved to DeKalb all the way from Ghana in West Africa. As she was settling in, Roma began to notice some delays with her son Luke, who was a year old. But she couldn't quite put her finger on it. He had met all the developmental milestones up to that point. One day at the library, a woman from 4C, Community Coordinated Child Care, handed Gardner a pamphlet. And when she called, they told her about their free developmental screenings. They came in with their therapist, they screened him, they realized he had a speech delay, he had some occupational therapy needs, fine motor delay. Her son needed three early intervention services, developmental, speech, and occupational therapy. She had no idea. She didn't even know these programs existed. At her income level, it was free, and it happened completely by chance. Seeing so much progress. When we started, he was not even saying up to two words. Now he's saying so many words, all his colors, counting to 20, alphabets, and speaking without prompts. He's signing words that are really powerful and important. He's more regulated. Early childhood professionals call that a success. But that's not always the story in Illinois. There has been, for quite some time, not enough providers to take care of all the services that are required for families throughout the state. That's Angela Hodges. She's the program manager of Child and Family Connections Number 3 in Northern Illinois. And there are 16 early intervention services they can provide, with speech therapy being the most common. And the law states that within 30 days of writing a family plan, deciding which services they need, children should begin receiving services. Maybe 10% are waiting more than 45 days up to, I think in some areas, probably higher. There are tens of thousands of kids statewide receiving services, and sometimes it can even take months to assess whether they need early intervention at all. Hodges says they serve more kids now than pre-pandemic, but with less staff. It's why wait lists have returned over the past nine months. And even if they can line up a therapist for a family, it might not be convenient. A lot of early interventions happen in a child's home, but sometimes it's not possible. Hodges says she knows in Bureau County there are families who have to drive an hour to Peoria twice a week to receive services for their kids. 
Otherwise, since the pandemic, they can offer families a virtual therapy option. Samantha McDavid is the regional council manager for Birth to Five Illinois' DeKalb County region. There are some therapies, like speech especially, that over a screen are just never going to be as effective. Many families aren't interested in virtual therapy. Dan Coffey is the president and CEO of Service Inc. It's a nonprofit that runs another child and family connections in northern Illinois. And he says they have a lot of families who refuse video therapies, but because they're technically turning down services, they're no longer on a wait list. Some kids get early intervention services at a daycare, too. Agnieszka Moroni is a pediatric occupational therapist. Playing is the major occupation for kids. She's been going into homes providing early intervention for the past eight years in the Chicago suburbs. The nice thing about being in the homes versus other settings is I see the setup of their crib. I see their setup of their high chair at the table, right? So like if we're talking about sleeping, I'm there. I can see it. I can problem solve with the bed. Finding daycare is really hard, especially for families of kids with disabilities. And some daycare centers don't allow therapy. So the kid just doesn't get therapy at all. Some let her in, but with limited space. And Maroney says kids with disabilities essentially get kicked out of some daycares because the centers realize they don't have the staff to support them. And after years of hearing those stories, she decided to start her own daycare for kids with disabilities. Early intervention services aren't always free either, like they were for Roma Gardner and her son. Hodges says family fees were paused during the pandemic, but are likely to return this summer. Depending on the family income, it could cost up to $200 a month, plus the cost of daycare. But despite the complexities, program manager Angela Hodges says parents and caregivers are the experts on their kids, and if they feel like something isn't developing appropriately, to trust their gut. I'm Peter Medlin. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.